Well, golly gee, Jim Bob, a tyre company out on a limb doing its bit to save the planet, unquote. This can mean only one thing. It's got to be Friday. I'm John Canogan from AutoExpert.com.au and I get new cars. <coughs> I do. Australia only. Website. Card. Are we not all just going a little too far, pretending to be paragons of environmental virtue, no matter how filthy the underlying industry in which we operate? We should drill down into that ever so slightly in light of recent events. But first, this video is sponsored by Olight. Halloween sale ends tonight, Friday the 28th of October at midnight. And if you are logged in on purchase, you will find yourself getting a free i3e zombie green torch, complete with blood spatter. May not be real blood. Baton 3, also zombified aesthetically for the sale. Magnetic tail cap that doubles as the recharger attachment point. It's ideal for your handbag, dude. 1,200 lumens and just 53 grams. 35% off until midnight. Javelot Mini now. Javelot is, of course, Olight speak for searchlight. The reflector grabs 1,000 lumens, focuses it into a hotspot and hurls it 600 metres down the track. Javelot Mini will go in your pocket, but it's better in the included plastic holster, which is both belt and pack friendly. Fortitude is the first non-folding O-knife I've been up close and personal with. This one has a D2 blade, which is a high carbon, high chromium tool steel with excellent edge retention and toughness characteristics. It's got a full tang, clip point, flat grind, so essentially designed for hardcore outdoor adventuring and survival. It's gonna be pretty hard to break, including in terms of the bank. You'll get 35% off, so just under a hundred bucks until midnight. The new Haloop, less of a zombie slayer and more of a barbecue area lighting upgrade. And no electrician required for this one, obviously. USB-C rechargeable, it's got warm and cool modes, stepless dimming from 10 to 600 lumens, you can hang it, you can screw it to a light stand, or you can just clamp it to your big barbecue brolly, dude. And after a few drinks, it starts looking just like the Jupiter 2 from Lost in Space. So that's nice. 30% off, meaning under $120 until midnight. Links in the description and a code for 12% off should you miss the sale. I use an Olight every day, so I have no hesitation recommending it to you. It's the Warrior Mini 2, which is good for dealing with up to three zombies at a time, at least in my experience. These make great Christmas presents. And thank you sincerely to Olight for once again supporting the channel. Now, as you might imagine, my heart was as heavy as a field of butterflies in spring when I got a press release just the other day about Continental Tyres and its alleged environmental virtuosity. So why don't we drill down into that right now? Continental Tyres, the leaders in tyre safety globally, 
according to who, like Continental Tires most probably, has been recognised as the winner of the International Australian Good Design Awards for design excellence for its Continental ContiRe.tex technology. <laughs> it's recognition. It rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? ContiRe.tex technology, an industry first for the tyre market, received a prestigious Good Design Awards winner accolade in the engineering design category and recognition for outstanding design and innovation. I want all those things. Outstanding design, innovation, recognition. Jesus, who doesn't? The technology uses a sustainably sourced superior material <laughs> to completely replace the need for conventional polyester split infinitive there to replace completely, surely. Well done, I'd suggest. Small round of applause. This is actually a technical achievement, but the operative word here, small. Small round of applause. We'll get to that. Together with fibre specialist and textile manufacturer OTs, O-T-I-Z, as they say in Morocco, Continental Tires developed a special technology to recycle pet bottles, the plastic ones, not a bottle for Fido, obviously, without the intermediate chemical steps previously needed, making the polyester yarn functional for the heavy mechanical demands of tires. Okay, so textiles in tires, okay? They help the tire maintain its dimensionality, its sort of dimensional integrity, and they are subjected to a lot of mechanical loads, obviously, tires. They do a magnificent job, and the engineering is completely underrated by most people because they're just black round things that nobody thinks about. So I'm not taking away from that. They use polyester and rayon and nylon and aramid and fibres of this nature, and it is kind of clever using plastic throwaway bottles as, you know, the substrate to make tyres work. So, yeah, small round of applause. The Good Design Awards are the highest honour, blah, 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 plus 11 design disciplines covering more than 30 categories and subcategories, like, whew, since 1958, I'm not going to inflict all of this vomit on you, projects recognise, demonstrate excellence in professional design and highlight the impact a design-led approach has on business success, social and environmental outcomes. Now, we've got a quote here from a dude named Mitchell Gollidge, who's the managing director of Continental Tyres. I'm not sure if he's like the big, big wig or just the dude in Australia, but anyway, here's what he says. We are pleased to share that Continental Tyres contribution with no apostrophe. Continental Tyres apostrophe contribution. <sighs> the standard of PR, just very low. Contribution to reducing our environmental footprint <laughs> has been commended through the recognition of the Australian Good Design Awards. I'd suggest, respectfully, that it's a pretty and big footprint to reduce, this whole tyre environmental footprint, because I did some research on this, and I'm going to re refer to the numbers, okay, because facts. 50 million tyres are disposed of annually, and that's just Australia. And this is a flat-out environmental catastrophe. And we're only like a bee's dick in the context of the number of tyres here on the world stage, right? 
50 million, Jesus Christ, and only 5% of them are recycled locally. 95% of tyres go into landfill, into stockpiles, they're illegally dumped, or they're just exported. And you think, oh great, well we'll just export them, export Erna for Australia. They're often exported to countries where they burn the fuckers for fuel. That's another kind of environmental catastrophe right there. It's hardly a virtue to export tyres, like Jesus Christ. 750 million kilograms of energy-dense material, that's 750,000 tonnes, just thrown away, discarded like yesterday's news, essentially. Tyres. We can't live without them. I'm not suggesting that we live in a world without tyres because things would be different and not better, but Jesus. Now, this is Mitch Golly here from Continental. Once again, the bigwig of either local or international fame. It's unclear from the release and I can't be asked looking it up. To do our part in saving the planet. <laughs> Tyre companies saving the planet, Jesus. We introduced an innovative way to use recycled material in our tyre structure, all while maintaining the high levels of quality and performance we place on all the tyres we produce. To do our part in saving the planet. You know how some people just go out on a limb, they go like a bridge too far? This is a bridge too far. Recycled pet bottles in tyres. Two thumbs up, Mitch. Saving the planet? Like, fail. Come on. Only somebody with no appreciation for tyres would suggest that tyre companies in any way are anything other than a net detriment on the issue of saving the fucking planet. Like, everyone wants to save the planet because it's just a bit of green, woke, insufferable twat appeasement. What do I really think about this? It's bullshit. Saving the planet. I'm using Professor Harry G. Frankfurt's definition of bullshit in his phenomenally good essay on the subject. He's Professor Emeritus of Philosophy at Princeton University. I'm not suggesting this is a lie. I'm suggesting it's bullshit. Bullshit is one of the most salient features of our culture. Everyone's doing it. And in my view, Continental Tyres is contributing well above its weight right at the moment. The reason this is bullshit, okay, about saving the planet, to do our part saving the planet, it's going to come to light in the context of public recognition over the next few years that the mechanical wear and tear of tyres on our roads is a bigger problem than exhaust emissions from cars. This is not my opinion. This is proper academic research from specialists, in this case, a UK-based firm called Emissions Analytics. You can look this up, okay? They've done a number of statements and reports on this issue. They tracked particle emissions from tyre wear and they compared them to tailpipe emissions of modern cars with the latest emission standards, okay? They found that particles from tyres are 1,850 times worse 
than exhaust emissions, higher, worse, whatever you want to call it. And plenty of those particles are the Goldilocks size, if Goldilocks was Satan, okay? The Goldilocks size for you to breathe in, to remain airborne, you breathe them in, they pass straight through the barriers in your lungs, into your bloodstream, they go into places where they really shouldn't be like your brain and they give you cancer because a high percentage of the particles from tyres contain aromatic compounds and other carcinogens, all right? You don't have to like it if you're in the tyre industry. We can't live in a world without tyres, but they're facts, okay? So for a tyre company to start playing the save the planet environmental virtue card, I'd suggest that's bullshit, all right? Another interesting thing about tyres and mechanical wear is all those insufferable green virtuous electric vehicle twats, okay? I'm looking at you now. If you add 500 kilograms to a car and think about what happens in terms of the mechanical abrasion of tyres on the road, 400 times greater than tailpipe emissions, according to emissions analytics, right? Everything else being equal, 400 times greater. So this is what happens when you put these big heavy shitbox EVs on the road. There's no tailpipe emissions, but the emissions from the freaking tyres are 400 times worse than the tailpipe emissions. You don't have to like it. They're called facts, okay? So I'm just going to break this down for you, right, about this pet bottle recycling polyester fibre technology and exactly how big a deal it is proportionally in the context of tyre manufacturing, okay? If a tyre weighs 15 kilograms, which is probably, you know, ballpark for a reasonably large passenger car tyre or an SUV tyre, something of that nature, probably about 15 kilos, I'd say, just over half a kilo, like 600 grams of it, is all the textiles, not just the polyester, but the nylon and the rayon and the aramid fibres and all of that shit, okay? So a smaller amount than that would be polyester. The other 14.4 kilos out of 15, that's still all environmentally reprehensible filthy shit, okay? So let's break that down. Just under two kilograms of a tyre that weighs 15, it's going to be steel, okay? Steel, you can't make it without coal. You can't melt the ore to make the iron and then you can't do the blast furnace magic and all of that shit, the coke and all of that. You can't do that to turn the iron into steel, essentially, without coal. I mean, it can be done on a small scale, but it doesn't scale. Green steel does not scale, okay? Synthetic polymers now out of 15 kilos. That's oil by any other name. 3.6 kilos out of 15. Fillers. You know why tyres are black and not purple and red and lime green and shit like that? It's because the principal filler, filler, which also goes to abrasion resistance and mechanical properties and things of that nature, well, the principal filler in a tyre is carbon. Okay, it, it, that's just a fact, okay? They also use silica, but silica is more expensive and they put it in there to reduce hysteresis, which is a mechanism for reducing rolling resistance on eco tires, okay? But the main filler 
3.9 kilograms of filler in a 15 kilo tire. It's carbon, okay? Chemical stabilizers, right? These are things that prevent oxidation and uh, degradation by ozone and other sort of corrosive and attack mechanisms on the chemical compounds. Oil, by any other name, they're derived from petrochemicals, 2.1 kilos. So you get the picture, right? We've got this tiny amount of polyester in a tyre and everything else is environmentally reprehensible and Continental's going, look at us, aren't we? Saving the planet. We need tyres. This development is positive to do our bit to save the planet. Bridge too far. Like, that's bullshit. You have to be intellectually honest about saving the planet. You just do. And everyone's jumping on this bandwagon. It's completely indefensible. And it preys on widespread scientific illiteracy in the community. It just does. Now... I'm going to have a swing at the CEO of the Good Design Australia mob who give the awards. He's the chair of the Australian Good Design Awards, Dr. Brandon GN. Now, I looked up Brando G on LinkedIn and he spent two years in the early 90s at the University of Newcastle studying mechanical engineering and then he transferred to industrial design. Now, my take on this, okay, you've got civil engineering and architecture, right? So architecture is to civil engineering what industrial design is to mechanical engineering. And then he went and got a PhD over six or seven years or something in uh, industrial, uh, environmental design, whatever that means, okay? So he should know better, in my view, than to say something like this, quote, as our world transitions to a less carbon-intensive future, a design-led approach to solving problems and delivering meaningful impact is going to become more critical. Okay, a less carbon-intensive future. Bigwigs need to stop demonising carbon, in my view, because carbon's not the enemy. Look out the window. Trees are made. Okay, this plastic mat is made of carbon, essentially. That's the main building block. You and I are made of it. We are, and the friggin' dog and the cat, right? They're carbon-based life on Earth. Every living thing on Earth is made principally of carbon, and every organic thing is made of carbon. Our food is frigging made of carbon. We need not to transition to a less carbon-intensive world because the world that we interact with is made of the shit. What we need to do is stop emitting CO2 in a one-way journey. We need to stop unlocking the CO2 that was sequestered by nature over geologic time in the form of coal and natural gas and oil and move to economies that do not depend so heavily on these things. There's a big difference because carbon is not the enemy. If carbon is the enemy, we're fucked because everything is made of it. And people in a position of authority, if you like, who make public statements and they stand behind big mastheads that are ostensibly credible should know enough 
to get that right, in my view. So I'd suggest that this message is wrong, transitioning to a less carbon intensive future. It's going to be just as much carbon in the future as there is now. We just have to leave the hydrocarbons, right, the three big hydrocarbons, the coal, the natural gas and the oil, we have to leave well enough alone now. We've lunched off hydrocarbons, they've turned us from a primitive species that had to, where we each individually had to bust our ass through every waking moment just to survive, right? They've liberated us from all of that. We can sit in our fat caves and look down the barrel of our cameras and say what we think and, you know, we can litigate and watch online porn and things of this nature, you know. So hydrocarbons have liberated us to this point and now we have to say enough is enough and transition to economies that are less based on hydrocarbons and that's a kind of important distinction, at least to me. Carbon's not the enemy is what I'm saying. And people with PhDs who studied physics and chemistry at university, they should know better than to demonise carbon because other people in society who their messages reach might not otherwise appreciate the difference. And uh, here's another quote from this press release. Recycling is becoming increasingly important in the design, development and production of premium tyres. By 2050 at the latest, Continental Tyres aims to use 100% sustainably produced materials in all its tyre products. Well, whoop de friggin' do on that, but it's 28 years away, Continental Tyres, and I don't think we've got 28 years to deal with this problem, so maybe you just want to pick up the pace a little bit on that front. And I'd further suggest that you Continental clowns, and no reference to individuals is made, I'm only talking in the context of the behaviour of a multinational tyre company, right? But you Continental clowns, you don't know what's going to happen next year. Right? Let's go back in time and ask all the shot callers at Continental, let's go back to 2018 and ask them if they can foresee anything out of the ordinary over the next few years and see if any of them can come up with anything salient. Because I don't think they predicted COVID, just saying. Okay, One third of all waste tyres in Australia. Have a guess where one-third of all waste tyres come from, dude. They come from the friggin' mining industry. So they're kind of in this closed ecosystem of mining. Now, when a tyre wears out in the mining industry, where do you reckon it goes? They bury it. This is like a monstrously wicked waste of energy-dense resources that could be repurposed if only the economy functioned a different way, so that we valued the energy density of materials instead of their sort of ambient cost as waste products. Because in terms of energy intensity, like energy density, whatever you want to call it, a used tyre would be a very valuable thing. It's just that it's hard to unlock that energy and therefore expensive. And we need to change that. So I'd rather give a good design award to somebody who figured out how to do that because that is a real challenge. Using a few PET bottles to make this much of a tyre, okay, that's commendable, but I don't think it's up there, right? Tyres go overseas to be burnt for fuck's sake. Like, 
it's it's one of the worst stories in the automotive domain, tyres. Like, tyres are miraculous things. Anyone who's ever driven a big fat Porsche into turn one at 180 is going to be going, ladies and gentlemen, respect for tyres, okay? But by the same token, the widespread use by the developed world of tyres is, on balance, a ridiculous environmental disgrace and that needs to be acknowledged. And the recycling of tyres, this recycling that Continental is talking about, it's sourcing its new tyres from sustainable materials. They're not making any statement whatsoever about exactly what happens at the end of life. And the government here and in many other countries is ridiculously silent on recycling things like tyres and, incidentally, batteries. And that's going to be a real issue into the future also, isn't it? Because not recycling batteries potentially, relying on the free market to get this right. Well, sodium hexafluorophosphate, for example, that's fairly Aaron Brockovich. And unless there's a real economic case for recovering it, that's going to be one of those other disasters. So when the government, when the Prime Minister, when Albo stands in front of crowds and talks about getting the whole environment thing right, talking about EVs and all of that shit, why is nobody in the government focusing on regulations about recycling things such as this, which would have an immense environmental impact now?